15 minutes remaining in regulation time. Argos lead 11 to 8 here at the end of the third quarter. The tiebreakers on the line. The Argos are up 2-1 in games played. The point differential right now is the Argos plus 24 heading in. Now they're plus 27. So the Ticats would have to win by four touchdowns here in the fourth quarter to win the tiebreak. So at the end of the season, should Hamilton and Toronto be tied in the standings? Toronto would win the tiebreak unless they absolutely collapse here in the fourth quarter. And the winner gets the Harold Baller Trophy for what that's worth. Which resides on my desk, by the way, on a permanent basis. I want it there when I'm back at work on Tuesday. Just saying. It's all about me. Third down and two. John Haggerty comes in to punt. He's averaged 55-1 today in seven punts. Long is 83. Back to him. He'll get it away. Not great, but it's going to turn over end over end. And did that hit the Ticat returner? It will roll out inside the 20-yard line, nonetheless, to the 18-yard line. So, again, punting into the well, The telltales are now both limp on the uprights. But technically into the wind, it's a good punt, and the Ticats are a long way from home. And Jalen Morton is coming back out at quarterback. You couldn't have drawn that script for that punt much any better that was a perfect punt and roll and the receivers are not returners are not catching it in the air and that's the problem at the 18 yard line and the Argos have to deal with another young quarterback Jalen Morton still looking to throw his first pass in the Canadian Football League or sorry he did throw one although it was really a fumble 0 for 1. He'll pass this time with a five-man rush. He'll go over the middle, and the closest man to that football was Mechie. He tried to throw it into Poppy White, and he was covered like a glove by Chris Edwards. Nobody even nobody even throws Chris Edwards anymore. Interesting to see what the Argos do on this play. Second and 10 with a rookie quarterback. Well, David Beard is in at center for the Ticats, acquired this week from Edmonton, so I'm sure it will be snap the ball and the guards are now pointing out where the blocking assignment is, as is Beard pointing at the guy he's taking. Second and ten from their own 18, Ticats trail the Argos by three. Back to pass is Morton. Steps up, goes over the middle and it is caught shy of the first down at the 27. They'll need a yard. Poppy White that time made the catch. And now what do you do, Orlando Steinauer? They need a yard. They have the win. They actually need less than a yard. That should make it easy. And they're bringing in the beef. They're going to go for it. With the beef at quarterback and 237-pound Jalen Morton at quarterback. They could bring in both quarterbacks to block for short yardage. <laughs> the quarterback slash tight end. So they need about two feet. Argo's up in the middle. Basically, everybody's in the box. And Morton's going to run it. He's going to spread it out. He didn't get it on first effort. Argo's may have a turnover inside the 30. And from where they're marking it, they do. Great penetration. Argo's with a huge turnover. Wow. He didn't run north-south. He ran laterally, and the Argo's picked him up. Wow. They needed two feet and did not fall forward. McManus got penetration. And McManus and Enoch Mwamba are bad men. They just stopped them short of the first down. 
and they will mark it at the 27-yard line. Argos in field goal range now, given a gift. I think it was the right call by Steinauer. They needed less than a yard, but I don't know about that. Let's go off tackle. I don't know. First down, Bethel Thompson. Bobble the snap, gets it on Gittins on an in route to the 20, to the 15, in traffic, to the 10, squeezes through to the five-yard line. It's first and goal from the four. Amazing running after the catch, bobbing and weaving and avoiding tackles. What a great, great what a great catch and run. Curly Gittins Jr., only his third catch of the night. Only his 12th catch in four games against Hamilton this year for the guy who leads the team with 46 catches on the season. Plus three, give him 49. At the four-yard line, Banks, Ambles, and Gittins go wide to the right with the ball on the left hash mark. A.J. Olette will stand to the right of McClellan Bethel Thompson with the ball on the left hash mark. Back to pass Bethel Thompson. He's going to throw a fade to the corner, and it is bobbled and almost caught. Oh, Mark Heath Ambles almost made a circus catch in the back right corner of the end zone. It'll be second and goal from the four. Great coverage. It was really difficult for him to, to focus on that ball. The, the DB was in the perfect position. What that does, though, is it may loosen things up here on second down and let the Ticats know they're not afraid to use the full field. Ball on the four-yard line on the left hash mark. Ambles goes wide to the right. Banks is the number two. Daniels is the number three. Coatsy is wide to the near side with Gittins. They run a double reverse to Brandon Banks. He's going to get off one man at the ten. He wants to throw. He gets to the five. He gets to the end zone. Speedy B. You know who threw the key block on that play? McLeod Bethel Thompson. Exactly. Exactly. He threw the key block that got him in the end zone. It looked like that might blow up back at the 20-yard line. But Brandon Banks went full Brandon Banks. And the Argo fans here below us at Tim Hortons Field are in party mode. Great heads-up play by McLeod. He saw that, and he made the key block, which got him to cut it up the middle. Brandon Banks, his fourth touchdown of the season, his first rushing touchdown of the season. Boris Beattie dots the eye. And it is 18-8 Argos with 11-15 remaining in the fourth quarter. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Argos on the four-yard run from Brandon Banks. The ball was at the four-yard line on the left hash mark. Brandon Banks was the number two receiver to the right side. He came in motion, took the toss, ran back to the 20. So he's already lost 16 yards. Turns it upfield. He had run over 50 yards to get to the near sideline and then ran it 20 yards in. Kind of got lost in, in a group just outside the goal line and... That's the longest four-yard run in CFL history. I think, well, we better check the stats on that. But breaking that initial tackle was key. And getting that block by McLeod was, was you know, that was, was the icing on the cake. Brandon Banks' first touchdown against the Ticats this year. And it makes it a 10-point lead for the Argos. And if the Ticats come back, that 
touchdown should basically salt the tiebreaker. So even in a worst-case scenario here for the Argos, that's a big, big touchdown set up by the defense with a turnover on a third down and two feet. Here's the kickoff from Beattie. Wynn's going to put it to the middle of the field and push it down. It's caught by Sean Thomas Erlington to the 30, to the 35, to the 38. And that's where the Ticats will take over. And let's see who comes out as the Ticats spin the wheel of quarterbacks. It's going to be Jalen Morton once again. One for three for nine yards. Kind of quiet in here, isn't it? Kind of nice for the Argos to come in here who have not won on Labor Day in this building since 2012. And that season had a happy ending with the 100th Grey Cup. There was no Argo Ticat Labor Day game in 2013 for whatever reason. Now they do the same thing as Newman, an inside handoff to Tim White, who comes from right to left, and he'll get outside the 40 to the 41. That will go as a pass, believe it or not. And it will be a four-yard gain. The Argos reacted quickly on that play because it was obviously a deceptive um, play. They had motion aplenty, and it was just kind of he flipped it forward to White. So it is a technically, if it had been dropped, it would have been an incomplete pass. Four-man rush. Morton steps up. He's flushed out of the pocket, and he throws it. Is it picked off? No. Maurice Carnell came in. And couldn't get the hands under the football. I was nowhere near anybody. It's going to be third down and six. And the Boo Birds are making sweet music for Argo players right now here at Tim Hortons Field. Unfortunately, that was a rookie move by a rookie quarterback in terms of trying to make something out of nothing. And often that ends up in an interception. Hadel comes out a little bit late. He's in his first game as an Argo. He'll go back for Domigala's punt. It's a low-line drive. That's going to skip the 30 to the 20, out of bounds inside the 20. So the Argos will take over there. The Toronto Argonauts have given up one point on a punt single to the Hamilton offense today. That's it. It's 18-8 Argos, 10-13 remaining in the fourth quarter. You're listening to the Labor Day Classic on TSN 1050. 10-13 remaining in the fourth quarter. Mike Hogan, former Argo fullback, Bob Bronk, keeping you company here from Tim Horton's field. 10-13 remaining in the fourth quarter. Argos up 10. Looking pretty good right now, but a long way to go in the Labor Day Classic. Well, if they can get a few, string a few first downs along the way, they'll be killing the clock, and it'll make things much more difficult for Hamilton to come back. Hamilton just 169 yards of total offense today. 83 of it on the ground. Only 86 yards passing through three and a third quarters. Not surprising with two rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. But the Argos haven't really done very much exotically on defense. It's just they're beating their guys. Getting pressure with four. And the Argos now take it over. They'll mark it at the 18-yard line after the punt. First and ten. They'll give it to Olette, who will run behind Darius Bladek at right guard in the center, Justin Lawrence. And he'll take it out to the 24 for a gain of six. Argo strung out the defense with all those receivers on the right-hand side. Open things up for, for let the run. Gain of almost seven. So we'll call it a long three here on second down from the 25. Ticats need a stop here 
or a turnover or something. Bethel Thompson has Olette standing to his left. It's second down from the 25-yard line, just inside the right hash mark. Justin Lawrence, the center, turns around to get a better listen to McLeod Bethel Thompson. Big blitz. McLeod read it and tried to go up a gap. Hamilton sent the house, so McLeod thought, maybe I can get four yards here. No, I can't. He gained a couple, maybe one. And out comes the punt unit for the Argos, who were able to kill about a minute off the clock by the time they get rid of this. If their one man wasn't there, McLeod would have been gone. He would have been gone. Well, as much as McLeod can be gone. Yes, yes. <laughs> Eight punts, an average of 55-1 for John Haggerty today. Third overall pick in the global draft this year from Australia. Went to Western Kentucky in the NCAA. Third down and three. They marked it at the 25, so no gain from the club Bethel Thompson. I've seen Latour's snap is good. Tim White's going to come up and take it at about the 47-yard line. Take it to midfield. Decent return on not... Haggerty's best effort. We'll take the timeout. Eight and a half minutes left in the Labor Day Classic. Argos 18, Ticats 8. This is TSN 1050. Eight minutes and 23 seconds left in the fourth quarter as the sweet Caroline disease has spread to Hamilton. Not a fan. I know the fans have fun. I don't want to be that guy. Every team should come up with its own song. I agree. I agree. Right? It's just, okay, who did this first? The Red Sox or the New York Rangers? They should have permission of that to have that song for their own. There are other songs. I just, that's me. Hey, how's this? If the Argos hang on today, they'll be 6-5. and five, They'll have 12 points. And if they finish 500 the rest of the way, they'll have 19 points. Hamilton can't have 19 points. No. So 500 the rest of the way, you can put the Ticats in the rearview mirror. But they're only down two scores with eight and a half minutes left. A lot of time here. Enoch Mwamba sees something. And he's just called out to his defenders, fellow defenders. Jalen Morton calls his back. Sean Thomas Erlington back into the equation. Balls at midfield, first down. Sean Thomas Erlington just got drilled by who else? Winton McManus. What a tackle. Totally formed tackle. Had him line up square. Great tackle. That's textbook. Winton McManus in the first three games had 28 tackles against Hamilton, a sack, two special teams tackles, and a forced fumble. That's only his third tackle today, but it's a good one. Maybe they're learning you better not go into his area. He also had a tip on a ball that was intercepted by Jamal Peters. Second down and almost 10 yards to go just across midfield. They empty out the backfield. Five receivers go to the far side. They come to the near side. It's tip. It's picked. And is that Peters again? He's got it to the 40, to the 30. His fifth interception in two days or two games. Who is this guy? That's incredible. He's slipping. He didn't get in the end zone. I don't know. What's wrong? <laughs> it was brought out of bounds. Unreal. That's unbelievable. Three last week, two today. The Argos have it at the 27-yard line. And it was the quarterback who got him. Jalen Morton faced him out, forced him out of bounds. 
He had Dunbar Jr. on the in route. It hit him on the shoulder, bounced up in the air, and Peters with his second spot, or second pick, and almost the same spot on the field. Wow. First down at the 27-yard line. Even a field goal here would be large. And they are certainly in field goal range. From the 27, play action. Pump fake. Going end zone. Brandon Banks. Touchdown! Speedy, believe it or not, what a grab by Speedy B. His second of the quarter. And he's waving to the fans here in Hamilton. Randall was all over him. I don't know how he could have defended him any better. That was a great catch. McLeod Bethel Thompson with the pump fake. And he also pointed to Davis Sanchez and the TSN booth. <laughs> Wave to the fans on the way out. Beatty comes in to dot the eye. Oh, that wasn't nice. We have at least a couple of upset fans here below us at Tim Hortons Field. Funny, there's a lot of people leaving early. Beatty. It's up. Yahtzee. 25-8. It's looking pretty good for the Argos right now. Absolutely. Is that fair? McLeod Bethel-Thompson has had pretty good success this year where he pump fakes, drops the shoulder. I don't know if that had any effect because the receiver wasn't looking at Mac. In that case, it was man. But what a catch in tight coverage by Speedy B. Great protection as well. He had, all, he had a lot of time to throw that. What an acrobatic catch. That ranks up there with the one he had against Winnipeg where there was almost an interception at the goal line and it popped up and he ended up making the catch. That's a 27-yarder. And it's looking pretty good for the Argos up right now. Up 25-8 with six and a half left. And even more people leaving right now. Yikes. If they can hang on, Argos move to 6-5 and five would have a two-win advantage, a four-point advantage on Montreal, same number of games played. There's the kickoff by Beattie. It'll come down. Tim White will take it at the 16-yard line, 20-25, cutting to the middle of the field, 30. He's got a hole, 35, spin around to the 38-yard line, and the Ticats will take over there with 6.41 remaining in the fourth quarter. And Deshaun Amos getting up a little slowly, and we have some pushing and some shoving and some chatting. Hi, how are you doing? Got the kids ready for school? Yeah, that's pretty good. Nice, friendly conversation between two teams that like each other a great deal. Getting back to your standings, Mike, the Argos play Ottawa twice, Montreal twice, and Edmonton once. Yes. And oddly enough, it's not a home-and-home with Ottawa. It's a road-and-road with Ottawa. Interesting. See what BC looks like with VA at quarterback after the trade. Ball to the 38-yard line. And back in at quarterback is Jamie Newman, who runs a little hitch pass to the near side that will go for about 10 yards, close to first down yardage. But the Ticats now playing the Argos and the clock. Weird schedule for the Argos. 
home and home with Saskatchewan. Then a game against Calgary. Then four out of five against Hamilton. And then road by road against Ottawa. Six of the last eight games are roadies. Next home game is against BC on October 8th for the Argos. Argonauts.ca for tickets. Flags are flying all over the place. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. It's another time count violation against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Second time Newman's been caught, or at least gets the bad news from the official, gets his number tagged to that penalty. And the Argos are asking the Hamilton fans to make some noise, and it's not going well. First down and 15 from their own 43-yard line. 25-8 Argos, 5-43 remain. Clock stopped with the penalty. Newman looks things over, takes the snap, wants to go deep. There's a flag down. Nice catch over the middle by Durant, who will take it across midfield and down to the 45-yard line. But, but, Robbie Smith knows who's it's against. Or he thinks he knows who's it's against. Hamilton, number 50. And it's against Travis Vaughn call on Robbie Smith. Back they go. Ticats with 534 remaining in the fourth quarter have 96 yards passing. And the Argos have done it with maybe one or two exceptions with a four-man rush all game. Outstanding. Great job by the secondary and the linebackers and everybody involved. First down and 108 yards to go. No, hang on. It's at 25 yards to go at their own 33. They would almost have to get about a tenth of their, not even, about a quarter of their total yardage for the game to get the first down. Back to pass. Newman has all kinds of time. Throws it to the far side. It is caught by Tim White. Nice gain. As they get the 15 back and three more, a gain of 18, it will be third down and seven-ish. Or, sorry, second down and seven-ish. That was a good ball, good catch. Yeah, a lot of cushion, too. Give them a lot of cushion. Oh, yeah. No one wants to deep ball behind them at this point in the game. Jamal Peters with the tackle, knocking him out of bounds. And a challenge flag from Ryan Dinwiddie. Why not? It'll be his first challenge of the day. Hamilton's been successful. Oh, interesting. Looked good. Was he bobbling it as he went to the sidelines? I'm sure that ball would have come. Dinwiddie just gave it a a shrug. You tell me what you see, Bob Bronk. Tim White, the circled receiver. Makes the cut. It is caught. It is bobbled. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a catch. Yeah. Looked like he made it. Completed the play. Yeah, he had a foot down too. He bobbled it, but did a nice job tucking it in with one hand. I think that'll be a catch. Yeah, it has to be enough to overturn it, and I don't think there's enough to overturn that. I can understand why they threw it. Or did he bobble it when he hit the ground? No, he's got it. He's got it tucked in. 
Ball in his left hand, elbow hits. Oh, did it come out? Did he juggle it when the elbow hit the ground? That's a little closer than it looked. And I'm sure that's what's taking some time. Here's one thing that the CFL I wish would do that the XFL did, and that showed the replays from the standpoint of the guys who were doing the review so you can see what they're looking at, right? I think that would be a great advantage to fans, and I don't see any downside. After review, the ruling on the field stands. Yep. Toronto starts the timeout and loses their challenge. Okay, so that's done, and that's done. So the Argos have one timeout left, no more challenges. Hamilton has both timeouts, 4.43 left, and they have a challenge left because they were successful with their first one. Second down and seven. Back to pass. Newman under pressure. Flushed out to the right. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Looking downfield. Nobody open. Somebody breaks free. Ungerer, and it is copping out of bounds. Tavares McFadden was down there. They're not going to rule us a catch, are they? No, he was he was well clearly out, out of bounds. bounds. Yeah. No feet even close to the... Both officials went down to where he landed, but very quickly got up and said he was out of bounds. And that was actually Keandre Smith, not Ungerer who's been a little quieter. He had a good first three. He had 10 catches in the first three games against Toronto. I think he's just got the one today. Yes, one for 15. Saw a few holding, potential holding calls <laughs> on that last play. A couple of guys got tackled on the Argos. I don't know. And, yeah, his feet were in the air when he caught the football. And he didn't survive contact anyway. So third down and seven. Tycats are going for it. Four receivers will come to the near side. Ball on the left hash mark. Ticats moving. Left to right trailing by 17. Back to pass. Newman steps up, throws it, has a man underneath, but he's hit as he throws the football, and the Argos will force another turnover. Their second turnover on downs this half. They're also blitzing more, as you probably noticed. Uh, They're sending more guys in just to get that pressure in there and hopefully create some more mistakes, but... Three downs, they didn't get first down. I think that was that Hendricks who got a hand yeah, up I think there? he got his hand on his arm, yeah. It was it was tipped. I couldn't tell if it was Hendricks or Achimpong who was in on that series. Nonetheless, Argos have it. 4.03 remaining. They'll take over at their own, at the Hamilton 51, rather, with 3.55 left. 11 seconds on the 20-second clock. Max going to milk the clock. Snap it with six. And they'll go to Olet, who goes up the middle, then pushes outside. Stiff arms uh, defender. Someday a delicate and ends up getting five yards. Nothing. Like vintage Bob Bronx. Nothing up the middle. Go around the side. Vintage Bob Bronx north-south. I don't. I was never accused of having any moves. No, so. but you the stiff arm, right? Let's get the hand up in the grill and... Fully extend. Didn't get the face mask. Got the side of the helmet. Net result, five yards. Clock moving. The Argos will be able to roll this below the three-minute mark, so they'll run the play, take the three-minute warning. Ten seconds left on the 20-second clock as they break the huddle. Tight end to the right side. Three seconds, two seconds. They snap it. They give it to Olette, who will get... Hit oh. and spins off and spins for the first down. He had no right getting eight yards on that play, but he did. 
first down Argos. His balance is really impressive. Not not there's two or three plays as we should have been down, and he got up and was not down. Great balance for a man his size. Three minute warning, two forty nine to be exact. Ah, it's a butt kicking at Tim Hortons Field. Twenty five eight. You're listening to the Labor Day Classic on TSN ten fifty. Two minutes and 49 seconds remaining in the Labor Day Classic. I guess every 10 years, the Argos are due for one of these things. 2012, their last one. 2022, they have a stranglehold on this one, 25-8, as Olette bounces off for a big first down. And he now has 111 total yards, 70 through the air, 41 on the ground. Perfect. You don't care how they get 100, right? No. Nope. A running back, you just want the nope. 100. That's right. You That's want the touches. Day. You want the touches. You'll take them any way you can get. And if they're going to re- let them release out into the flat, okay, we'll take the 10-yard chunks. McLeod Bethel-Thompson unofficially at 298 yards passing. Argos are just 1-2 and two when he throws for 300 yards. That's odd. They give the ball to Olette again, and he powers his way inside the 35 to the 34 for a gain of five. That's A.J. Olette. Five yards, five yards, five yards. Good average. Averaging 4-1 today. And he's going to check out, and Dan Adebaboye is going to go in. He's also done a very good job in helping with protection this this game as well. Great job. Great blocker. Just spectacular. You would notice that. Most fans don't. Andrew Harris is a great blocker. Most fans think, oh, he's a great runner. He cuts the ball out of the backfield. A.J. Olette as well. He's so strong. He gets on you. It's done. There's Dan out of Aboye with a stutter step. His family will be here, and he powers his way for an extra three yards. And a flag comes out after the play. As Adebaboye gains three, they needed four. Where are they going to mark this? I thought he got to the 30. They're going to give him the 29. That should be a first down. And we'll see what the flag is. It came out late. Is it a post-whistle foul, which would mean it's a first down, and then the penalty gets marched off after that. Here's Mr. Foxcroft with the explanation. Result of the play is a first down. After the play, player misconduct, number 90, Hamilton. After this is the goal. That's Mason Bennett, second year out of North Dakota. Argos could really put a little salt in the wood with a touchdown here. Now it's like, okay, we're not even going to play the clock. Let's improve our red zone play. It's a chance to practice the red zone packages without giving away too much. Just see if they can execute as they'll mark it at the 15-yard line. Argos up 25-8 with two minutes and change remaining. Ball on the left hash mark. Double tight ends. And they will give it out of Boboye, who will get stuffed at the line of scrimmage. No gain. Maybe half a yard. And again, we get pushing, we get shoving, we get laundry. How unpredictable was that? <laughs> Late in the fourth quarter, <laughs> Labor Day. <laughs> uh, oh, Roll is now in the backfield chirping at somebody. 
Is it him and Coxey? Player misconduct foul, 15-yard penalty, Toronto, number 53. It will be second down. That's Phil Blake, who is one of those guys. Phil Blake is like the quietest guy in the world off the field. On the field, look out. He brings some nasty out there. And the Toronto native who went to Baylor, RG3 center down there, was all Big 12 in his senior year. Second and long from the 29. 14 to be precise. And they'll give the ball to Adaboboye up the middle to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, spinning his way like a Tasmanian devil down to the 13-yard line. He got the 14 back and two more for a gain of 16. Great effort on his part. He broke quite a few tackles on that. He's not he's not as big a guy as Olette, but uh, he managed to run that ball right through the right up the gut. So Boris is going to come out and try to kick a field goal for the 199th time in his career. I told him he was nearing 200. He thought I meant points. <laughs> no, Boris. Um, been around seventh year. Oh, anyway. oh, that's cool. Thank you for telling me. So this will be 199. It'll be from 21 yards out. A little salt in the wound right here. Tycats have done that enough to the Argos over the last decade, especially in this building. It's nice to be on this end of it for once. And it is a B D three. And we get more pushing and shoving. And the Argos have a 28-8 lead. Be a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth in the hammer this tonight. Yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> well, now they have a they have a quarterback issue, right? Yeah, they do. And yet, you, you, you know, we kind of joke, but you know, Shields is on the on the shelf for four to yeah. six, and Shane Evans has had the shoulder problem basically all year, and it's obviously not good. And you know, there could be some promise here. We see that Newman and Morton both have really strong arms, but they've got some work to do. There's no question about that. And people talk about, you know, seeing young quarterbacks in the CFL. This is Morton's second year. It's Newman's first year. It's tough, man, in for mid- American to in come. Mid-season? Oh, man, it's tough. In midseason, yeah. I mean, they should have jumped on Vernon Adams. You know, you knew yeah. he was going to be gone. Yeah. Or did Montreal not want to trade him inside the division? Correct. It could be that, That's, too. You're probably right on that one. So Beattie's going to tee it up. A minute 29 left. Argos by 20. And now have a 45-point lead in the battle for the Ballard. But they're going to win it anyway, three games to one. Point differential didn't come into play. High kickoff from Beattie. Wind's going to knock down a little bit at the 25-yard line. Tim White's going to take it to the 30, come outside to the 35. Bounce off, spinorama, go back the other way, running into traffic. Still on his feet, comes back the other way, and Dan out of Boye. Ended up putting down the smack with Josh Haggerty getting down there first. And the Ticats will take over with a minute 19 left. The quarterbacks today for Hamilton, 12 for 26 for 114 yards. No touchdowns, one interception. The Ticats have scored one offensive point today. The other coming on a pick six by Jamal Roll.
If you're just tuning in, Peters had two more picks today for the Argos. He's got six on the year. Newman's in, throws out a little hitch screen out to the far side to Poppy White, who's brought down at the 39-yard line after a gain of five. I don't know how deep their playbook is, but at this point in time, you think they'd be throwing a little bit longer, but... Enoch Mwamba got out to make that tackle. Middle linebacker. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. It's a gain of six. They need four. They'll put it in play from the 40 with a minute seven left. Argos up 20. Three to the near side. Newman drops. Four-man, five-man rush. They come out to the near side. White's open. Poppy White to midfield to the 50. He'll cut into the 40. And Tarveris McFadden tried to rip it out. Instead, he'll get some help and bring Poppy down at the 35-yard line with 51 seconds left. And Ticats up on the ball very quickly. Blow the whistle, which will start the clock. Newman's going to put three receivers out to the right, left with the ball on the right hash mark, two to the boundary. Jackson's in the backfield. Newman, back to pass, throws it. He's got a man on the near side, Poppy White. Juggled, incomplete. And Jamal Peters got back on the field and hit his man pretty quickly. Great hit would knock that ball out. Close to a fumble. Not only does he have the ball skills, but he's 6'2", 220, and long arms. And he hits. Want to see a man smile? Ask defensive backs coach Josh Bell about Jamal Peters. He'll go on for hours. Second down and 10 from the Argo 34. 32 seconds left. Clock stopped. Argo's by 20. Newman under pressure. Forced out of the pocket. Throws across his body and somehow completes it down to the 20-yard line. That is a strong arm to get that ball out there for Stephen Dunbar. They have the strength. It's just they don't have the, the, the number of reps with the first team. That's that's the issue. A lot of poise. That's going to be a, yes. you know. Oh, yeah, say, definitely. That's not a knock. It's like no, you it's put anybody in there. No, it's not a knock. He's there are very few Ricky Rays who come in as a rookie. No kidding. Like, don't forget, Nathan Rourke's been looking at the, the playbook for three years, right? The COVID year, last year as a backup. First down at the Argo 21. Newman back to pass. Has some time. No, he doesn't. Down he goes. Shane Ray has another sack. That came late. He just blew by his guy. And Shane Ray, who had two sacks last week, has another one today. Number six on the season. He just came inside, released. Saxolid is still looking for him. Second down, loss of nine on the play. Three receivers to the near side. Loss of eight, actually, will mark it at the 29. Under pressure again. Steps up, dumps it off to the check down, man. That's once again Lamar Jordan. And he, or Durant, rather. And Lamar will take it down to the 15-yard line. Lamar Durant. And that's going to do it. Harold Ballard, you're coming home with the Argos. 28-8. The Argos win the season series 3-1, maintain possession of the Harold Ballard Trophy as the season series winner between the two teams. And the Argos are now four points clear of Montreal and six points clear of Hamilton with a game in hand. And hopefully this will be the start of a momentum for the rest of the season.
What, what, Bob, what did you like the most out of what you saw today? Well, f- well, obviously the defense shut, shut, shut them down big time. The specialty teams also played really well. And, you know, McLeod, the offense was, was sputtering the first half, but they weren't losing. And they pick it up in the second half. So, you know, they dug, dug, dug down deep. They didn't quit. They were fighters. And I really like the way, you know, they, they, um, they went back to the running game. They didn't do it in the first half, but they went back to the running game, and they had some success. So hopefully they can build on that. Did you have fun today? Yes, I did. Thank awesome. you very much. Great for, job. I mean, I for first time, it. came in, just nailed it as I knew you would. Bob Brock, longtime uh, running back, fullback with the Argos, went to Queens. Got to get that in there. He's so old, I watched him when I was in high school, and he was playing at Queens. But you were in high school for five years. Oh, I was, yeah. In grade 12. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did the lap. Uh, so for everybody here, uh, Nick McVicker is our on-site engineer. Luca Moya making things uh, work from back at Agent Court. For Bob Bronk, my name is Mike Hogan. Argos win 28-8. They're in first place. Don't forget the next home game for the Argos is against BC on October 8th. It's a Saturday 4 o'clock kickoff. Would love to see you there for tickets argonauts.ca. For the entire crew, my name is Mike Hogan. Good afternoon from Tim Hortons Field.